Welcome back to the Keeping It Together podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Alyssa. And welcome to episode 2.14. I have to be a little bit more strategic about how I'm yelling what the episode numbers are now that we're in like the teens again. It's so weird to not yell out like episode 75 or something like that. I'm getting used to it. What? You know how I intro every episode? I'm like, welcome to episode 2.1. Like that. Uh Well, now there's an extra syllable. (laughs) You're looking at me like I'm the strangest person in the world. I'm sorry. I'm not not comprehending how this is I had to really think about what I was going to say. And normally I don't have to think about it. And then I I get weird. It's just me being me. Welcome back, guys. (laughs) Welcome to... We are in for it today. Welcome to another episode of your two hoes, your main hoe and your subpar hoe. We haven't used that those terms in a while. If you were a season one listener, you would have heard how that those terms true. came to be created and they're about to be revived again. That is true. I I'm know. I'm so excited. We are going in vacation a week. Actually, by the time this episode comes out, we will be literally out of the country. We will be on a boat with no cares. And we'll be going fast. And um, how does the song go? I'm on a boat. And I'm going, going fast, fast. And I got to fuck something something oh my god something oh my god oh my god it has something to do with clothes and a headband it's like an afghan right is he wearing (laughs) (laughs) no i got a nautical theme metallic headband that could be it it was either that or that's how my sorority used to say it holy crap you are yelling into the microphone right now (laughs) i'm sorry you are so excitedly talking um i just wanted to point that out anyways yeah i'm really excited for vacation um i'm probably already dancing around a boat it's fine i hope i am also dancing i hope i have a drink in hand dancing to the cupid shuffle that is also my hope that is the dream that's the dream um before we go on too much of a tangent sabrina it's your ultimate favorite segment you're gonna make me go first it is what's your struggle I told every I told her before this episode that I have actually started working on a voiceover. Um, it's going to be coming out in season three, so enjoy my voice until then. I you don't have to go first if you don't want to. I can go first. I'm if you still want me thinking to. about what to talk about. Okay, I know what I want to talk about. My struggle has literally been preparing for this damn vacation. I feel like my life has been so busy and it's a good problem to have being busy, but it makes me forget to do little things. Like I, I actually had to actually pack early and pull out my suitcase and figure out what I have and what I don't have now a week before I go. And me, I'm such a planner. I know. Anybody who knows me knows what a planner I am. Oh, I know. So for me to pack this late, is very uncharacteristic of me like not having true. shit ready because like when you're going to a tropical beach vacation you know those are not going to be everyday clothes you can throw your bathing suits in you can throw your cover-ups your sandals everything like get that shit done early um so for me i am stressing over the fact of not being fully packed by the time we go i have so much going on this week where 
I maybe have one other day where I could pack after work, but I've been working like eight to eight or eight to seven. Um, and by eight to eight or eight to seven, that, that's the time I've been coming home. Um, so I'm home at, you know, seven, eight o'clock at night. I don't want to pack at that time. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I want to eat dinner. I want to go to bed so I can get up and work out because we've been in cruise prep mode. Or at least I've been in cruise prep mode of like working out like crazy, getting ready for it. Anyways, my my point to this extremely long tangent is that it's been really hard to fit in time for myself. It's been really, really tough to fit in any time to do the things that I need to do. And the time that I do have is like maybe five or six hours a week. Like, for example, I have book club on Tuesday. I joined a book club and I forgot to read the book. (laughs) So... Not only did I forget to read the book a week before book club, I forgot to buy the book. So I had to go on Amazon, get that one day shipping. And and the book is really good where, thank God, it's so good where I've been able to read it in two days. Um, I was hooked instantly, but it was like, you know, stuff like that, that I are my hobbies and my stuff I do outside of this, outside of work. I haven't been setting enough time for myself lately. And it's really messing with my head Mm -hmm. and making me stressed out. I've been irritable. I've been testy for like no reason. And it's just not me. So this vacation needs to come here right now. Um, But I'm glad that by the time this comes out, I will be on it. I feel that. There may or may not be drunk videos of us on our Instagram. So please, 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 please check it out. You know, when we go to send your frogs, I'll have wife and be like, oh, my God, that'll be the girl's day. I have to remember that I'm a like a 24 year old legal adult and can drink. But I'm also like, oh, my God, there's a video of me Wait, drinking the, alcohol. On was the, the last time we went on a cruise together when you were underage? Yes, yeah, so I was <gasps> 20. Oh, my God. That's right. You were 20. Oh, my God. We used to sneak you drinks on the boat. <sighs> Why would you share that with the world? Everybody does that. Everybody literally does that. Everybody has done that at some point. That is true. You know, I was the one purchasing the drink or so, what someone in our group was. That was that was actually very hard to do because they would only give you one drink at a time. I know. So it had to be a cycle. So you had to go at one bar and then go to the bar on the other side of the ship and grab another one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Good times, man. <laughs> All right. Enough of my bullshit. Sabrina, what's your struggle? Uh, okay. I feel like... Well, actually, okay, this kind of was the week before I decided to go home. Um, I feel like if any, the, well, no, let me start over. I feel like the universe was like, you know what? Sabrina hasn't really had a lot going on lately. Let's just throw a bunch of curveballs at her. And, oh my God. Um, you know, what happened? Let's just say I, the past tried to come back and haunt me. I'll say it like that. And then also, too, I just had like a big like bombshell thing. Like what I thought was one situation. It was a, it's a more extreme situation mm-hmm. and it's sticky. Um, so more I complicated than what you thought it was going to be. Yes. Um, so I had I, I was dealing with all that and then I went home and home was nice. Home was good, which, by the way, I think it was the last episode I talked about. I was going to do that surprise with my parents. Yeah. All right. So here's what I did. Y'all. You ready? All right. So I mentioned that my dad, uh, used to drive for Uber. Now he just privately drives people to and from the airport. Um, I think you talked about this last episode. Yeah. But I'm going to prelude it just in case the people don't remember. True, true. New listeners. We um, hope there's new people. You never know. 
So I had set up a fake Google account with a uh, area code number similar to the a area Google that voice I'm from. Number, yeah, right? Google voice number. And I had reached out to one of my parents' friends and I was like, hey, could you give me a name of one of your coworkers? Mm -hmm. And then I told them what I was doing and they're like, okay. So I gave my, so I, so I texted my dad and I was like, hey, mm -hmm. Patrick, my name's Lisa so and so. Hey, yeah. Hey, Patrick. <laughs> my name's Lisa so and so. Um, you know, Chris said you were a driver to him from the airport. My ride just fell through. Is it too late to book you? And he was like, oh no, like I can, I can pick you up. And so he got real professional. Oh like, my God. Like I asked how much it was. He sent me the price. He said, uh, tips are appreciated. Of like, course he did. He sent me his car, his license plate number. And then like he asked for an address. Did he have where a sign going? for you? Well, no. Damn. That would have <laughs> um, been cute. He, he, um, he asked where I was going to. I gave like a fake address from like a neighboring town over. Like it was, it's somebody's was house. Was it a legitimate address? It was a legitimate address. Okay. Who lives there. Damn. Um, what if it would have been an address he knew? <laughs> that would have been awkward. <laughs> Um, so anyways, so I gave him all of this, so it was all set to go, and the day came, and I was like, thank, oh, they didn't figure it out, they didn't figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, so I took a video of it, I, I walk outside the airport, and my sure. dad gets out of the car, and he looks at me, and he's like, you, you know that, like, meme of that lady, she's like sitting there, and she's like doing the math in her head? Oh, with all the numbers everywhere, yeah. the equations. Uh, yes, that's that was my dad as really? he saw me. Oh, I know it. I watched the video again. That that was his face, and he was so confused. And then I was like, "Hey, I'm Lisa," and he was like, "What?" what? He was he was so unsure for a little bit. He was like, "Is there still a Lisa coming? Like, is there still a Lisa? Is there still coming? Lisa? Am I still getting paid? Why are you here?" Um, no. So it worked out. I surprised him. Um, and then I got to surprise my mom, and of course, my mom was. Easy to surprise. Did she cry? I have a video of her and she was just like, like mouth Did she dropped. cry? Um, I she probably cried a little. I think she probably teared up a little bit. My mom always cries when I surprise her. So I expect like a lot of people's moms to do it. Mm -hmm. So that, that was good. And then I also saw my friends when I was home, but it was really, I was only home for 48 hours. So all the stuff that I had dealt with the week before. So it wasn't much of a struggle then. Well, so no. So let me, let me get into okay. it. So when I was home, I didn't really get to shake it all off. So I still carried it mm. with me. And I had a little thing happen that I overthought. And like, it went way overboard, way farther than I needed to it. go. Yeah, I snowballed it. Um, where I realized I was like, someone's a little bit of a crazy pants going on over here. Can um, I ask what happened? Or um, is it something you don't have to share? I'm trying to dissipate it. Um, dissipate. I'm Look at you, to, SAT words. Just trying to dissipate <laughs> at this point and just forget it and move on. Dissipate from it. it. But um, you know, I carried it with me into this week, and I could feel it. I know it's affecting my mood, and now it's like that crawl to get to vacation. Mm. Like right now, I'm just struggling just to get through the damn day, get through the damn week. You know I, what feeling that reminds me of could be a good SAT word. Exired. Damn, I thought he was going to recognize what the word was. Our engineer beforehand tried to say exhausted and tired. And, <laughs> and it was the funniest thing ever. I'm so sorry. He used this word. I don't even know if it's a word, but it is a feeling of being exired. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. I know I'm not wrong. <laughs> it is a state of mind. And I love that this is a word. And I hope you know I'm going to use this from now on. It will be. I will use it. But it is a feeling like being yes. that exhausted of like, I can't even 
process this because I'm just so drained. Like, yeah. And then also, too, you know, I've, I'm working a lot more now and just everything's weighing really heavy. And it's getting to that point where you just, you just need just like a week. Yeah. A week to just reset yeah. and then come back with a clear head. Like all the weights is on my back. No, I, it's I on mean, my shoulders. I get that. I've been telling you with work, it's been crazy lately. We've been doing a lot of really cool things, but naturally with doing really cool things, there's a lot of time and effort that get put into that. And when you're just so go, go, go. And I've been trying personally to find ways to not be like that. It can even drain you more from that. It's just insane. Um, well, we'll jump into today's topic. As you guys can see, we don't have a guest. It's just us ducks here. Um, just us ducks. Just us ducks. Um, and I, we were trying to really figure out what to talk about today. It was a little bit of a struggle, I'd say, almost like last week really going down over the outlines over the next couple of weeks of like, what did we, what haven't we covered yet? What is something that we think is important that we haven't covered yet? And what can we cover that is actually worth something? Um, and we came up with this idea of quality over quantity in that, is it better to have one piece of content or one thing that is really, really good? Or is it better to have seven different things out there? Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Um, so we have some stuff that we think is really interesting to talk about today in a lot of different areas after we kind of came up with this idea, um, of how we've really moved into a place in a society of needing everything every second when we want it. Mm -hmm. And it, that's almost draining as well. Like if we don't get it right away, we're like disappointed. <sighs> that is true. You know how I went shopping yesterday for this cruise and I was at Macy's and I was running around trying to find everything because I literally had an hour and I couldn't find a dress. I needed a dress for this formal night on the boat and I couldn't find a dress and I was so disappointed because I couldn't have it right there and then. And then I was like, damn, like I need to check myself. Like it's okay if I don't have it right here, right now. It's not like I don't have other dresses. It's not like I don't have a closet full of clothes. You know, but what's, it's what's crazy is that, you know, back in the day, like a hundred years ago, mm -hmm. you had to wait like at least a week if somebody were to make you a dress, probably longer, honestly. Yeah. And then you know what I did? I went on Amazon and I ordered a dress. Because I needed one right there and then instead of waiting. Do you think people back in the day were better at planning ahead than now? Because in our society now, we can just get things a lot easier. So we just kind of assume that when we want something, it's going to be easy Ooh. to get it. Yes and no. I think it depends on what it is. I, I think it really depends on what it is because I think there are it's way easier now to plan ahead than it was 50 years ago. If you really think about it, there is so much technology out there today that can help us plan ahead. Mm -hmm. But I think a downfall of it is knowing that we have such accessibility to things and it's good and it's bad. Um, I mean, one of the things we want to talk about is like within consumerism, like how we can get things so quickly like people 
love amazon has become a household name amazon prime specifically has become a household name why is it that is because you can get something the next day next day shipping is like key in the world Mm -hmm. um and amazon just like taken over the world with people needing to get things in one to two days like the dress i ordered on amazon i spent forever trying to find one because i needed one within two days so i could try it on if it doesn't fit i can send it back and still get another dress by the time before we leave you know what's crazy sometimes i won't get something on amazon because it won't come to me in like two days right like, i can't get it on prime like if right? it's not available on prime i ain't getting I'm it i'm like fuck it granted i'm paying for it on prime like i'm paying the 130 dollars a year uh-huh. um for prime but it makes sense like if i'm paying for that service i want to get it in that time yeah but it's still this idea of getting things so quickly. They were such an early adopter for it. And I think they were one of the first ones that marketed it so well of like, let me have things now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's so many other things around it. Like, look at Netflix, for example. Netflix has really been pushing so much content out. And you're getting a whole season of 10 episodes in one day. And then people are like over that show they'll binge it in two days and then be done with it yeah and it's like it's a hot topic for maybe like two weeks two three weeks Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. nobody really talks about it anymore now you almost see them doing this shift where they're making people wait for episodes i did example the circle love is blind Mm -hmm. and they're doing weekly episodes for example there's a show called explained i love that show but they make you wait each week for an episode to drop like any other normal television show, any other normal show you'd see on NBC, Fox, CBS, any of these big networks. But because Netflix was an early adopter, it's what people expect. It's almost the norm now to have all of your content right in front of you and so accessible rather than do it the way it's been done for 70, 80 years now. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting to me why that has become a norm i mean are there things that you look at and you're like why is this such a norm now why why all of a sudden are these companies doing that man i feel like i have that moment a lot where i'll just be like walking down the street and i see how things are now and the things that we deal with and the like what oh god give us an example man like okay for example it is such a damn problem for you nowadays if you do not have a large following on social media platforms. Mm. Like people, it's kind of like that episode of Black Mirror. People look at the quality of you as a person oh, based yeah, on how many people, people follow you, how many people like you. And why are so people, why, why are so many people obsessed with the likes on their photos? Exactly. You know? And now Instagram has taken that feature away. They didn't take it away yet. I still see the I, amount They of took likes. it away on me. So you can't see it on... You can see it on your photos. Uh-huh. They're rolling this to, out to everybody, but eventually you won't be able to see the number on anybody's photos except your own. Like, it'll literally tell you liked by this user and thousands of others or and others or and hundreds of others. Like, my Instagram now and our podcast Instagram has already rolled this update out. So we can't we can only see our likes we can't see other people's likes oh gotcha but yeah it's such it's such a problem and it's like if you are trying to be anything or Mm -hmm. trying to sell a product people aren't even inclined to hear you out if you don't have a significant following and then sometimes these people who have this significant following they're putting out content that Mm -hmm. isn't Really that great. Let's, I'm, I'm just going to put out there. Let's look at TikTok, for example. Okay. All right. I am an adult on TikTok. Yeah, you are. 
here's what I see. I see people who gain a massive following over an interesting story or something where they have to put more, quote, episodes out. People mm-hmm. want to hear what happened. Mm-hmm. But then after that, they don't really have anything else going on. But they yeah. put out like this one really great thing. Sometimes the stories on there are absolutely insane. They're pretty entertaining and they make me feel better about my life. Part of but- it thinks they're fake. They they might be part fake. of me Who really thinks they're fake because of wanting to put out content. But then, but then you have these people who they have the blue check, and they have a massive following. Yeah, and they put out a lot of videos. But if you look across them, a lot of them have like the same shit going on. Like you have what I'm calling the pretty thirst boys on TikTok, where they all post these videos mm-hmm. of them like looking attractive. Or whatever, but it's like all like the same stupid stuff, like that stupid like side smile thing, and you dangle your yeah. earring. It's stupid. Do you know what that reminds me of? What are two YouTubers in particular? I never remember any of their so-called like good videos. I only remember the pieces of content they've put out that have been negative publicity. Logan and Jake Paul. Mm-hmm. I remember when they first got on Vine, when Vine was a big thing. And Uh there was like one or two Vines of theirs that I really liked and I started following them. And then I just felt like their content was going down because they were putting so much out there, which is a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we went through the same thing of with our podcast and why we took a break was because we got to a point we were like, the episodes aren't quality and we want quality. We don't need to have 200 episodes. Whereas Mm -hmm. a lot of YouTubers, those two who I, I just think of in particular... Um, they push out so much and I will never forget, um, the video that caused a lot of, lot of negative press with Logan Paul when he was in Japan. Yes. And they filmed that that dude who, um, looked to have passed away. I think he did actually. I think he did, um, pass away. And it was just like, why? Like where, where was the thinking? Where was, here's my other thing with it. Why didn't somebody say it wasn't okay? That's what scares me most is that you have all these people with eyes on it and there's not one person to say it's a bad idea solely for the reason that they know they need to push content mm-hmm. out. They need to push something out. I mean, exactly. If they, wait, if they wait more than two days to post, it's a bad thing. I mean, we we were talking about this the other day. There's like a ring of these famous TikTok people. They all live in like this mansion. The Hype House! Whatever the, the hell they're called. Oh my god, but I they, saw a BuzzFeed expose on them. But they but they all post like the same kind of like dancing videos in like their videos are very similar and a lot of the same thing they put out and it's like okay, where's where's that wow factor? Why do so many people yeah. like you? I think I saw one of them posts one really cool video and I, it was that Charlie girl mm. and she actually posted a like a lyrical dance mm-hmm. to I forget what song it was but it actually looked artistic it looked really cool mm-hmm. and it made me kind of have a little bit more respect for her as a dancer mm-hmm. uh, you know other um in comparison to her other videos where she's doing like the damn renegade with people or like I don't know what that is it's, I don't fucking know I, I'm not like, on just TikTok these, these these damn done uh dumb dances that they get all these other kids to do them and then you have all these other people they go out there and they record the same damn video and then there you are through your feed on tiktok and it's the well, same thing over and over again it's the concept of being viral that's what everybody wants to be you want those that minute of fame you want to be in that limelight and people are willing to do anything and still to this day everything to get there whether 
or not, they want to admit it. And it's, and it's really sad. They'll put a piece of content out there that you're like, why did they do this? Why is this a thing? Because they want the clicks. Even it's the saying, all publicity is good publicity. I don't believe that, but people do believe that. Uh, but you know that. who on social media I like a lot? Zendaya on Twitter specifically. She doesn't tweet a lot, but when she tweets, that shit is funny. That yeah. shit is good. It's a clap back to someone. It's a support to someone. She's really good at content. I love her on Twitter. I think she's great. It's like Chrissy Teigen on Twitter and on Instagram. Another good one. Um, but it's an area that is is very questionable because, I mean, we're pretty much in that business as well being a podcast. You know, yes. it's that I'm really bad with social media, for example. Like, <sighs> I get really bad with posting a photo. And my highs and lows. I get really bad about posting on Instagram a photo of new episode drop, new here, new there. Like, it it can be a lot when... I myself, as a human, am trying to take a break from social media. I, um, you know, it's hard. I, the, the, I need it. The Twitter's hard because I feel like you know you gotta you gotta tweet on that all the time. Mm. And hey, by the way, it's cool to retweet sometimes. I'm talking to you, my co-host. What you will like tweets, but you won't retweet them. I like tweets all the time. That is a big step. But for you me. have to retweet the tweets for people to see them. Do you know how many followers on Twitter I have? I don't care. The right person could see it. Think, hey, that's funny. True, true. And then they Do you know how many it. times I'm on Twitter? Twice Listen, a week. Twice a week. Here's the deal. I'm more inclined to retweet something if I see somebody else retweet. I will it retweet first. the next tweet that you tweet when. See, look at that point that I just made. Look at that point that I just made. That I am more inclined to retweet something if I saw somebody else do it or if there's a high wow. amount of people retweeting Self-awareness. it. Self-awareness. I didn't even pick that up. Interesting. Think about Yeah, so think about that. Yeah. How many times do you see tweets go viral? You see something and post to your timeline. And it could not be even something. because you're following them or even if it's a retweet. Like It could be something real stupid, too. And yet... I'm like, ha, that's funny. Let me just. That's funny, man. Let me just RT, put that there. RT. RT that shit. RT that shit. But I mean, I think we see a lot of that now in movies and television. It's a very similar concept. It's difficult to compare the two. Um, but I think about it with what Disney's doing right now. And they're making all of these live action remakes of The Lion King. They're making one of Cinderella, Mulan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's literally the same idea of like, hey, this was good. I'm going to do it again, but a little differently. Mm-hmm. And it's almost when you're like on social media scrolling or liking or retweeting something, for example, you're like, oh, I like this. I want to have this. I want to post it here for this reason. And now I think I see it a lot in movies and television. We're seeing it with a lot of TV shows. I mean, we were obsessed with the show Love is Blind, but that show is basically a combination of The Bachelor, The Circle, and all of these other pieces of content that are remotely similar and it's just put out in a different way, so to mm-hmm. speak. And it's almost annoying. At least in my opinion, I think it's annoying. What do you mean? Then we're having like a lot of these dating shows now? Cause I mean, not even dating shows. There's like people call it original content, but I don't think it's that original. Unpopular opinion, super unpopular opinion, but I think. A lot of content is being called original content, but people can poke holes in it now. And you're like, oh, that's just like X, Y, and Z. Like with Love is Blind, I'm going back on it just because we watched it. I knew immediately what I thought the show was like. We we both did. It was so much like The Circle in, in regards yes. to 
um, not knowing who you were speaking to. It was a lot like The Bachelor because you're going on all of these different dates. Some people only going on a date with one person. You know it what was else? Also it's a mix of Love Island. Love Island, yeah, because they because they went on vacation. Um, I think the only thing that was different about it was that at one point they had to live together. They had to go about daily life, but living together. Right, right. Like going through that's living piece, in Atlanta. Yeah, because yeah. that, that's a piece in a dating show that you don't normally see. Right. And living with somebody can really like mess with. I mean, yeah, your that's why some of the couples didn't get married. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it yet, watch it. Which, um, okay, this is another case here of, you know, the quality versus quantity. Um, you know, they stuck all these people together and, you know, they performed an experiment hoping that these people are going to fall in love, whatever. And it wasn't, (sighs) did you hear about this article that came out with it? So actually, fun fact, eight couples got engaged and eight of them actually went through with the weddings, but the show only budgeted for two weddings. So they literally had to tell some couples, Hey, thanks for being a part of the experiment, but we're not going to film your journey anymore. Yeah. One of the contestants came out with this article and said and talked about the entire process of the show. They literally had too many couples. And so they had to tell some of them no, because they thought it wouldn't be good content for the show. Are you serious? Dead serious. Okay, wait, hang on. I will send you this article. Okay, because here's the deal. They only had a couple days to fall in love with each other. So it wasn't the amount of days that they got to spend with each other. It was was about how the time was spent. So because fun fact, fun fact. The show shortened down the amount of days well, it perceived everybody. Did so they really? There was a a week before they even started filming. They all started talking and meeting with each other. So what happened was they all went on 30-minute dates with each other and then ranked their top eight. Then after they ranked the top eight, they went on an hour and a half date with their top eight, then narrowed it down to their top two. And that's what we saw on the show. Man, I don't know if I have then, an, arg- an argument anymore. Then... They were in those rooms for anywhere from 12 to 20 hours. One of the contestants said they went on a 19-hour date with breaks to go to the bathroom and eat food if it wasn't brought into their pod with them. So, like, yeah, they were spending a lot of time together. They were spending 19 hours a day. And they were saying it was like a therapy session for them because you're just in these boxes getting everything out there i mean you still have to have good quality conversations don't get engaged to this person well yeah of course that's the point of it i feel like in those hours where you're exhausted or you're i don't know they were drunk on that show i feel like oh my god jessica jessica for sure so like you're either tired or drunk you <laughs> really loved her you're really getting to know oh somebody god. after 19 when hours she fed her dog wine I jessica died. was something else okay looking back on it now there were a lot of red flags with her like at first, I kind of felt bad for her that she was 34. She wasn't, you know, married yet. She hadn't been in a relationship in a while mm-hmm. kind of deal. Like, I was starting to feel kind of sorry for her. But now I'm really thinking that she was, like, self-sabotaging herself and also had too high of standards. Well, it was what we were talking about earlier this week and that if you watched her throughout the process, she was looking for someone to tell her what she was doing was wrong. And nobody told her that. They nobody all would. agreed it, but... I think she was low-key one of my favorite Mark was on the too show. good for her. I'm just going to put it out there. Well, he was... Uh, I don't know about that. He loved that woman unconditionally. Right. I I get that. I mean, I'm not saying Mark was a perfect person either, but... This could get um, on a tangent, and it's also an unpopular opinion. Listen... Just because you love someone unconditionally does not mean they are good for you. True, very true. I also think, you know... 
I'm going to, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Mark is young. <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark is young. And I think he just got really wrapped up in, you know, this whole situation of, oh, I could come out yeah. of here with a wife. Yeah. This is my chance to get married. It seemed like family was very important to him. So like, he was hoping yeah. for, I think you know, this show, stream. I think that show is a really good example for quality over quantity, mm-hmm. right? You have all these, you're trying to find a quality relationship, but the issue is you are on a time limit. Mm-hmm. You are on this time limit of five weeks to find that person. And to me, that's just, I don't think that's quality at all. I just don't. And And don't get me wrong. Some of those people found some really meaningful relationships, and I'm super happy for them. Mm-hmm. Love seeing Lauren and Cameron Lauren get married. Lauren and Cameron. Oh, my God. They were five the cutest. Ever. Oh, so pure. Listen, I'm so still... So pure. I still cannot believe Kelly and Kenny. Mm. I saw that coming from miles away. Miles away. The show can easily go into this. But, but I could talk about Love is Blind all day. I really could. Um, I don't want to go too much on a tangent with it. <laughs> I don't, I mean, but it's a good example of a quality versus quantity type of show from Netflix yeah. in that they realized what they were doing because a lot of people have been kind of shaming a lot of these streaming services, right? Now you have all these streaming services putting out originals and they're putting out a full season and then you're done with the season. To these streaming services, you're not making money that way. You're yeah. not generating traction with it. So Netflix was smart and like, we're going to make weekly episodes of our original content series. The Circle was a viral show. Everybody knew what The Circle was. Anybody who I talked to at work or on the street, like everybody knew about The Circle. I mean, we watched it together as mm-hmm. roommates and it was cool to have a show that we could come together weekly and watch it. Yeah. Not gonna lie, it's a cool moment. There are shows out there that still kind of do that, like The Bachelor and Bachelorette, for example. I'm not into that show, so for me, it doesn't work, but other people, it works. And it's a cool cultural moment when you can have something to share with somebody when it comes to television and watch that journey with them. Yeah. I mean, with Love is Blind, we were doing that because that was a three week episode series where you were getting four, I think it was like three or four a I week. So I something think it was like about that. Four something like that because then the final episode was like in the third week that's when episode 10 dropped Mm -hmm. um so i think that's great because you're still giving people enough content to get them through that week but then you're also leaving them wanting more Mm -hmm. and that's what i think is missing from the entertainment industry and i think a big reason why so many people are putting streaming services out there is that everyone's trying to find the way to leave somebody wanting more but there's so much shit out there i don't even know what to choose anymore Oh my god, me either, dude. I don't. There's there's too much to watch. Wow, that's a problem that we have now that we didn't have a long time it's ago. It's a good problem to have. Like honestly, when our parents were our age, they did not have this problem. No. Cuz oh, well, yeah, cuz that was that was like early 90s and TV was starting starting to boom. There is but so much noise out there. I don't even want to pay attention anymore. And half of the stuff sucks like uh, I will say that Netflix has put out some good stuff, but they've also put out some like shitty stuff. Do you, does one come to mind? Um, well, okay. So I was, I was, where did I see this at? It was like a list of Netflix's worst movies. And that movie, The Kissing Booth, was on there. And I didn't even watch that. that. I just knew it was going to be bad. That was bad. I did watch that one. That was bad. Okay. 
I have mixed feelings about to all the boys I've loved before. So many people like it. It's like, it's good, but then it's also bad. I was watching the second one. I don't think a sequel was needed. Unpopular opinion. And when Peter goes, when Peter goes, you know, and keep in mind, Peter in this, he's only 17 and he talks to his girlfriend who's also 17 and he goes, we promised to never hurt each other. Oh my God. I started laughing. I I was like, ha. We both bust out laughing. Listen. You're really in for it later that on. That was so funny. Talk and to me so in seven bad. years, man. Talk to me again, man. But it's that idea of like, why are sequels still being made when a sequel isn't needed? Yeah. Sometimes? Well, the first movie got so much traction on Netflix. I know. So many people liked it. They're like, wow, wow, wow. And I will admit the, the first movie was good. It had a good, uh, you know, topic to it. It was different. Right. That kind of stuff. And it was kind of like, it was instantly a classic teen mm-hmm. romance movie. Yeah. Um, and so I get why they wanted to make a second one, but damn. I thought the storyline was stupid. The storyline was stupid. If your first storyline was great. If you're going to introduce a new boy, have Laura Jean be with the other boy. That's all I'm saying. Sorry if I ruined it f- the movie for anybody, but. Nah, it's all good. The, I the, never finished it anyways. The plot, the plot was already ruined for me before. We tapped out that. halfway through. That is true. That is true. You know very what true. series I don't like the fact that they've made so many sequels of the minions. I really? thought Despicable Me was great. The first one was great. Hell, even Despicable Me 2 was great. When they started doing all the spinoffs, I was like, I'm out. I'm out. You know what I really need them to stop making? What? Goddamn Spider-Man. Pick yes! one! Pick one! Oh my I God. feel like since 2000... When was the one with Tobey Maguire? Like 2003? Oh, that was the best Spider-Man series. I that feel was like in the, the past... Best. 17 years, we've had like four or five different Spider-Mans. Well, the issue is that all of the studio companies keep changing ownership of it. So at first... They did that with X-Men too. X-Men as well. I don't think the studio companies have changed for DC movies, but Marvel movies, it's been a little all over the place because Mm -hmm. now Disney has full rights. So the reason they've had to make so many Spider-Man movies is because nobody can decide who has the damn series. And now it got sold again, so it's no longer in the Marvel universe. Another good one. Tobey Maguire was the best one, though. Tobey Maguire was, in my opinion, the best Spider-Man. Listen, I like Tom Holland, though. He was good. Remember when Andrew Gar... Not Andrew Garfield. Is his name Andrew yeah. Garfield? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also a president, too, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> that's why I was in here like, wait you a second. You had to question it. I, he yeah, was a good one, I... too. But in my personal opinion, I think Tobey Maguire was the best Spider-Man. Because <laughs> he was the original. That's why he's saying that. The original. The, why do we have to mess up an original? Do you Can think you- the original X-Men is better than the ones that they just made? The ones with Jennifer Lawrence? I'd have to him? watch them again. I haven't seen those in a minute. I know. I would need to watch them again, too. I remember somebody said that by them creating these new X-Men movies, they kind of mess up what's going on in the original ones Mm -hmm. like the the timelines don't add up they don't add up i might be a little bit biased but i like the newer x-men some people do yeah well i mean i i like jennifer lawrence i kind of like the storyline a little bit better because they went back into history a little bit more Mm -hmm. and kind of explained how how it would work nowadays Mm -hmm. you know um but i also haven't seen the old x-men in quite some time so Mm -hmm. So I don't know, but yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time either. And I don't, I don't know why they remade the X Men movie out. <laughs> Who the hell knows? I don't know. Who the hell knows, um, man? But it's interesting to see this 
theme continue to repeat itself when people say, stop doing it. Stop like, doing it. Like, stop doing this. I will never forget when... Do you remember that movie, Cheaper by the Dozen? Yes. Okay, I loved the first one. And then they made Cheaper by the Dozen 2. It was so bad. And I never understood you know when why I remember they this, made a second one. It, the plot line didn't make any sense. I remember Hillary Duff was in those movies. Yeah. Chad Michael Murray as well. That's I believe. Right. Yeah. 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 Probably because the first one did well, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it had a lot of big names in it. Yeah. A lot of big names for playing characters. It was a good, the first one was a great movie. Um, but I think it's the second one just wasn't necessary. And I remember that was the first time I was like, why is there a sequel being made? And then right after that, this whole string of what I like to call Cinderella movies became a thing oh, where the plot line was yeah. very, very, very much the same. Small town girl in high school, not very popular, uh, likes the popular boy mm-hmm. or, or sometimes doesn't like the popular boy, is annoyed with them. Popular boy somehow finds out about said no name girl. They go through some trials, some tribulations, some conflict. The next thing you know, they're together and living happily ever after. Why is that continuously a theme? Why? Why can't you have some different type of love story it's or what conflict? Works. Does it, though? Does it? There's some movies that flop with this. There are some Cinderella story movies that well, I think flop. Yeah, because some of them just don't make sense. I mean, this could also be the plot line of every Hallmark Christmas movie ever hey, made. Hey, hey, hey. Do not hate on my Hallmark Christmas movies, Okay. Listen. Okay. Let me fun, let, let me fact, paint you a picture. Fun fact about Alyssa. Of what a Hallmark Christmas movie is. I have is a secret obsession always. with Hallmark Christmas movies. And I watch them every year. And I drink wine now that I'm legal to drink. And I, yeah, it's a thing. Here, Here's what, here's how every um, Hallmark Christmas movie I know how goes. they go. The main cur- char- character. Character? <laughs> the main character. That character. You know, is somebody, well, let's say some some lady that lives in the city. And mm-hmm. she's a little bit of a grouch because she lives in the city. Yep. It's a Grinch story. I and know. And then she goes home for Christmas. She didn't really want to go home, but she goes home anyways. Sure. And she reconnects with one of her old friends or like, sure. you know, something like that. And it turns out that old friend was like in, in love, love with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know ever what? Ever since they were young. And but you know what? That's not she every realizes Hallmark that movie. she loved him. That kind of deal. That's, That's usually how they go. No, it's not. No, it's not, not the recent ones. The spirit of Christmas. The recent, all at the same time. The recent Hallmark movies have usually been around families reuniting with each other. Okay, but look at that. There are multiple Hallmark. Oh. There is a movie called The Snowman that is really good. <laughs> Listen, everybody has their weird quirk. I get it. I understand. You are defending Hallmark movies right now, but I can't let you because a lot of them are the exact same plot line. I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> thank you i never thank said i wasn't a hypocrite at sometimes i get it i get it and thank you it can be annoying because there's some of those movies i won't watch because i'm like this is way too cheesy for me i can't do this and it's about the same exact fucking thing um but the one area we haven't really talked or touched much with all of this quality over quantity after that really nice long tangent about love is blind and everything else <laughs> um is music we do kind of see this a lot of music Oh, yeah. You have a lot of cover songs. They're, remember those albums, Pop Goes Punk, or Punk I Goes Pop? I loved those albums. Great albums, but guess what? 
It's all cover songs. It, it, it was all cover It's all songs. cover songs. I will admit. And there are some covers that are just really, really bad. Not all of them were, but a lot of them can be pretty bad. And it can be tough for artists to gain a following if they don't like the content being put out there. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this on the train earlier. The one I wanted to talk about in particular is Taylor Swift. She was someone in her career who I admire a lot now in terms of a professional career. She was putting out so many albums at first when she first started in the business. So many country albums. So oh, many yeah. Covers. She was putting out an album every two years. Now she is strategic. Now it is not even that. Her albums are shorter. Her albums are a little bit more quality. Mm-hmm. They're not as – they're still very similar themes about love and loss and – you know, trial and tribulation. The themes, the themes are still very, very similar. Um, but I think her as an artist and I, I watched her documentary and this is kind of why I wanted to talk about it more is that I've seen a mindset change in her. Cause I used to be a Taylor Swift hater. Like I didn't like her music. Her music's catchy. I think it's great music, but to me, I just wasn't a fan. I mm-hmm. thought it was. I don't know. It's going to sound bad. Like teeny bopper love story music. No, I don't. That's I don't what it was you. when we were growing up because we grew up with her music, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, love a lot, story, of, a lot of her songs were about her wanting a boy. Yeah. Boy doesn't want her back. Yep. You know, um, or I didn't it was, like that. you know, something about some sort of relationship or it was about a breakup. Right. One of to one me, of those three. I don't like half that stuff, you know, even in like hip hop and R and B and even with EDM music, like, a lot of songs about that similar theme I don't really like. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until she came out with the song Look What You Made Me Do that I actually had more respect for her. And the music video for What was that album called? It's that whole album. Reputation. Reputation. I truly believe that is her best album she's ever done because it wasn't about losing a boyfriend it was about her building herself and her figuring out how to navigate life through all the shit that she just went through Uh uh-huh and i was like yes bitch this is the content we need to see is about after you everybody knows what's happened to you how are you going to respond to it how are you going to tell people how you're doing and she give a she gave a really big fuck you to everybody and i loved that Mm -hmm. i thought it was so smart and not only was the album drop strategic, the music video was as well. I just thought it was such good quality from her. Like, we could really see who she was. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't hiding anymore. And I love that. And I think there's a lot of people in the music industry, they try and hide. And I love when artists go outside of the box. I love when they try something new and different, even if it is mainstream. I see this a lot with EDM artists. People hate when all of a sudden their favorite dubstep DJ does something that's house. And it's like, well, how are you expecting the artist to grow if they don't change it up? Yeah. You know, and maybe that song that they're going to drop, they've been working on it for two years. That to me is quality. That to me is not just trying to push something out because there's a lot of artists who we see in the EDM community do this and they just push out the same shit, push out songs that you're like, what is this? Mm -hmm. I like when they go outside the box because it makes them think. It makes them really test themselves and try something new and different. And that's what I think it's about. It's trying something new and different, but doing it in a way of it having meaning behind it. You're not just pushing something out to just push something out. 
if that yeah. makes sense. No, that makes sense. You got really passionate about I do. That. <laughs> it's like it's something I battle with a lot and I battle with a lot with the podcast. I'm like, are we putting out the right content? Are we giving the right message? Mm-hmm. How frequent should I be posting on social media? Um, how frequent should we be continue to post episodes? You know, do we get a Patreon page and do bonus episodes and bonus content? Like it, it can be a lot and it's made me reflect a lot on how I am as a podcaster, how we are in the entertainment industry because we basically are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot to think about, man. And I'm trying to really understand it from all angles. Look at you go. Yeah, I get passionate about the things that I care about. This podcast is my baby. I know. We birthed her. She's going to be two this year. Are we moms? We're like moms of this We're podcast. Like I Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think that is a good place to end with our closing segment. Um, and how do you keep it together? Oh, and God. today it's just us ducks. So I'm going to try and change it up a little bit. Tell me how you've kept it together in the last week. What has been the thing you've been doing to keep it together through all the shit that you've been through? Would you like me to go first this time? I'm going to need you to go first. I actually thought about this one. I've been thinking about this one for a few days. um, Because last episode, girl had the flu. So, like, I couldn't couldn't do anything. But... um, I've been watching a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race lately and RuPaul's All-Star Seasons. Um, Really bizarre. I know. Okay. Not even bizarre because it's a great show. Um, It's got a great message behind it. I love seeing drag queens. I love watching their process of them going into drag. Um, But there is a mantra that I have been keeping with me since I started rewatching it and especially this week. Rue says it every single show, after the main stage, after the elimination, and I've been literally repeating it in my head every single day, and it's been really, really helping me. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell can you love somebody else? And that phrase has really made me think. It's really made me reflect on myself. I've had um a little personal but i've been having some body issues lately and i've been trying to lose some weight found out there's medical reasons behind it as to why i'm not losing weight and it's been really really tough because everybody has their own journey with with their weight and, and body image but for me i was putting so much pressure on it to the point where i wasn't loving myself for probably the last 6 or 7 months i didn't like what i looked like i didn't like photos i was in i wasn't posting any photos of me Or if I was, I was literally editing them. And I was never a person who edited photos ever to make myself look a certain way. Um, And this show has really made me start loving who I am again of like my body image of like, you know what? I may have put on a little extra weight that I don't like, but I like the, the person that I am, like my personality. And it's made me be a better girlfriend to my partner. Um, It's made me be a better friend, better daughter. And it's just really started to sit with me well. And for me, having that mantra in my head every single day, I literally wrote it on my mirror and lipstick. I did <laughs> just like they do it in the show because to me, it carries a higher meaning than you just saying, I need to love myself before I can love somebody else. There are so many layers to it. Um, but for me, the biggest thing is realizing, you know what? 
I may be going through weight issues. I may not be the weight that I want to be, but you know what? I love the person that I am. So yeah, thank you, RuPaul. It's beautiful. Yeah, man, it's great. There's a <laughs> lot of good stuff on that show. If you don't watch it, you should watch it. It's great. There are a lot of breakthroughs on there that I've had that have thus helped me in therapy, that have thus helped me in my own life. So yeah. You didn't expect that to go there, no, did you? No, I did not. <laughs> I know, right? I've been really thinking about this one. I really wanted to say it last week, but I couldn't even speak because I had the flu. Um, well, you have three minutes have three to tell minutes. us how you keep it together. Oh, yikes. Um, I mean, I guess in this past week alone, I've been doing things to kind of, I guess, more so help the physical. I guess I won't lie. I've kind of felt kind of crappy just because i've been dealing with a lot mentally mm. you know making me a little bit more tired so i guess to supplement that i've been well one trying to go to bed at a reasonable hour i do this Feel habit that. where i like to come home from work and like sit on the couch and like watch a little tv and kind of unwind mm. and then i unwind too hard and i'm like in the couch mm. um when i really need to be in my bed so I've been mm-hmm. trying to not do that when I get home and just kind of try and take myself mm-hmm. straight into my room and kind of unwind in there. Mm. I've also been taking vitamins again. That's good. Getting my vitamins in. I knew I knew I needed them. Like as a fit as as a fitness professional, I like knew that I need like there were some supplements. Yeah, yeah. I need a vitamin to supplement my diet. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I feel better about getting those. Get my probiotics on as well. Look at that. And that healthy digestion. I mean, I'm doing what I can about the mental stuff, but at least what I really like have a better control of right now is just the physical. You know what so, they say, worry about what you can control, not what you can't control. That's it, guys. Not as a uh not as a good answer as uh Lisa here, but uh But you know what? It is just as good. <laughs> you are trying to better yourself both physically and mentally in your own way true there is no right way or one way to better yourself i tell this to people at work when we're learning a process or when i've been training somebody i tell this with my friends that there is no one single way to change yourself or to work through something Oh, you know what else I've been doing? I've been trying to drink a lot more water. Love that. I just bought a 32-ounce Hydra Peak, not Hydro Flask. Oh, Hydra Peak. Love that. Got it for $13 at TJ Maxx. There you go. I'm right there with you. Good quality water bottle. Get it, girl. For a low price. For a low, uh, for low, a low price. For a low, low price. Sponsor us. We need a there sponsor. There we go. We're looking for one. Reach out to us. Keeping it together. Podcast guys, stay hydrated. Com. Love that. But see, it's, it's little stuff like that, that the more you do them, the more consistent you are, the healthier you're going to be both mentally and physically, because it's a good feeling knowing you're taking care of your body because that subconsciously will help you take care of your mind. It really creates a shift. It's like my shift with my mentality. I started also drinking water more. I started to make sure I'm walking around more. I have a desk job. So for me, if I'm not getting up every hour, my blood flow is messed up. I can get that dead leg syndrome where I'm like, my leg's asleep, or I feel tired very quickly if I'm not getting up and moving around. Like yesterday on a Saturday, um, because we're recording this on Sunday, 
I walked 19,000 steps. It was a great feeling on a weekend to do that. It's an accomplishment. You're not just sitting around being lazy and doing nothing. You feel good about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when you take care of yourself physically, they usually translate back to mentally. True. True, true, true. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell oh my God. can you love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? Thank you. <laughs> and on that note, guys, I think it is time to close out this week's episode. We appreciate you all and we hope you all have a great week and we will see you back when we are back on vaca- from vacation. Once again, guys, my name is Alyssa and I'm Sabrina. And thanks for keeping it together with us this week. And we'll see you back next week for episode 2.15. Love yourself, people. Keeping it together. I'm sure it's what it takes to stop me going under. Stop the thunder at my door. Oh, yes, it's true.